Hey, everyone. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Topher, and my co-host today is Sophia. Hello. <laughs> she waved. <laughs> uh, before we get started, I want to say thanks to our sponsor, Nexus. They've been good to us for a couple of years now, and I've been really, really happy with their hosting. Um, they Their servers are really fast. They give me all the, the special tools that I really like in a host. Um, and they have some really great specialized things for WooCommerce, like automated testing, which is pretty unique. I'm not sure of any place else that does that. Um, and they have a sales performance monitor and a plugin performance monitor. So if any of that sounds good to you, check them out, Nexus, and um, tell them we sent you. All right. Our guest today is Amy Kamala. Welcome. Thank you, and thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I did say that right, right? Because you told me just a minute ago. Yes, you did. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> you said it right. <laughs> good. Um, where are you from? I'm from Los Angeles, California, United States. Excellent. Uh, born and raised? Born and raised. I'm from Venice Beach, specifically. Oh, LA okay. is a big place. Yeah. I've never been there. I've been to a lot of California, but never to L.A. Um, what do you do with WordPress? I've been working professionally with WordPress since 2015. I'm a full stack developer and I have a master degree in fine arts. So I work with both development and design and the backend system, Linux and pipelines, development pipelines. Wow. That's super duper cool. You are way more advanced than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to give that impression because I don't know everything by any means and oh, no. you know, every senior developer and pretty much every senior and pretty much any industry that I've spoken to uh, uh -huh. acknowledges that there's always more to learn and research is really important. Oh yes. Um, I have a soft spot in my heart with for Linux. What do you do there? Oh, well, I also have a soft spot in my heart for Linux. Uh -huh. um, so I've worked for three different web hosts and okay. um Two of them are very infrastructure-based. Um, the third one is more uh, cloud-based. Okay, yeah. A little bit less infrastructure, but I've spent quite a bit of time working my way around um, LAMP and LEMP systems. Yep. Um, Linux, Apache, or Nginx, MySQL, mm -hmm. and PHP uh, working command line. I would say that Linux command line is probably, if we can call it a language, it's my favorite to work uh -huh. with. Talking yeah. to a server or a computer is so much fun. Do you run Linux on your desktop at all? Um, one of them, yes, I do. Uh, what distro? Red Hat. Oh, okay. I ran Hat. I ran Red Hat for a little while until about uh -huh. until about Red Hat six, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, well, if I idea? weren't, how long I, a time ago it was? What are you running now? Um, I don't really run it on my desktop anymore. My old okay. desktop that I used to use is now my Plex server, and I run Arch on it. I've been running oh, Arch nice. for, about, for about 15 years. <laughs> I won't make any jokes about people that say, I use Arch. <laughs> no, that's all right. <laughs> I'm used to um, it. <laughs> Ubuntu would be my second choice. If I were going to switch from Red Hat, I would certainly go with Ubuntu. And oh, I would okay. recommend that for most people. Yeah. My big deal is uh, rolling release. I, I 
I don't think I could ever live without a rolling release again. Um, Fair enough. That's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> all right. We're not talking about WordPress at all. We should get back to that. <laughs> um, okay. So I became um, involved in the WordPress community in, I think, around 2018. Um, okay. I was working for a web host. I had um, I started in technical support, actually in social support, which um, for most people, I think it's infinitely easy if you're personable, if you're an extrovert like myself, okay. uh, it's yeah. fairly easy to um, interact with customers and to be kind and helpful. Um, from social support, I started picking up tech support tickets and um learning, asking people questions. I picked a lot of people's brains. I want to thank everybody whose brains I've picked because <laughs> it's really helped me a lot in my career and in life. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I have picked a lot of brains and I would advise anybody to ask questions, ask stupid questions, ask the same questions, just ask questions because that's a, one of the best ways that you can learn. Um, yeah. So anyway, I started in tech support, social support, then tech support. Uh, by 2018, I um, had helped, I, I had contributed to the formation of a dedicated WordPress support team at that web host. And so it was a team of 14 WordPress specialized agents, uh, myself being one of them. And through that, I was spending all my time at that point working with WordPress. Uh, my love of command line kind of translated over to uh, WordPress command line. And oh, that yeah. really enabled me to um, maneuver my way around around WordPress a lot, especially in the tech support arena where you have to be really fast. You have to get answers quickly. You have to fix things quickly. WordPress command line was absolutely a key for me in uh, becoming a little bit more advanced and capable. Um, so in about 2018, I was on a, word, a dedicated WordPress support team, and I, the host that I was working for helped form the make.wordpress.org hosting team, uh, was one of the main contributors at the time to the formation of that particular team, and they were really proud of it, rightfully so. And, you know, they were sharing their accomplishments in um all hands meetings, staff meetings. And so I became aware that this existed through that. Um, Mike Schroeder was one of the people at oh, the yeah. time. Yeah, that he was one of the OG, one of the original yeah. <laughs> WordPress hosting team reps. And uh, that team can be attributed to his hard work. Uh, a, a large percentage of it can be. Um, so because of that, I found out that the WordPress community exists, that it's possible to be involved in um, the WordPress open source project. And I hopped on Slack and joined a WordPress.org hosting mm -hmm. meeting. My first That's meeting was starts. actually a Slack meeting. It was okay. really welcoming. Everybody was re really welcoming because of the host that I worked for was involved in the formation of the team. I already uh -huh. knew everybody in the room, almost everybody in the room. One of them, I knew his wife, but not him. Yeah. And so um, <laughs> it was really com comfortable for me to just kind of jump right in. And I became involved in the, ho the hosting team. And I'm still involved in the hosting team. This is my fifth year, I think, as a uh, make.wordpress.org wow. hosting team rep. Um, I've had my hands in other parts of WordPress as well. I've helped out with Core a little bit. 
Um, I've helped out with some word camps. I've spoken at some word camps. I've helped out with some meetups, especially in the LA area and spoken at some meetups and um, been involved with the LA WordPress meetups team. And so, um, yeah, it's been just kind of a, I started out taking notes for the hosting team. I was really proud the first time my notes were posted on make.wordpress.org. <laughs> it was like a huge accomplishment. Yeah, and yeah, I felt really special. <laughs> and it just, you know, kept going and kept going. And here I am. I'm still one of the team reps um, involved. It's been a, um, a great experience in terms of my career. At, at wow, certain cool. points, I've been worried about being pigeonholed as a WordPress person in the uh, tech yeah. industry um, because there's so much other technology that one could get in, involved with. Yeah. But but quite frankly, that's a really beautiful pigeonhole to be in. It is. It's, a, it's, it's so big. It's, so <laughs> it, it's a big pigeonhole. That's right. Right. Um, yeah. I think there's like 800 million WordPress installs on the internet right now, WordPress websites approximately yeah. which is insane that's just so many websites that the wordpress application is supporting and um you know eventually i got really familiar with the wordpress foundation values and i feel very aligned with them um mm -hmm. ideas like democratize publishing um give everybody a voice that how i don't see how anybody could not be on board with that but i i grew up in venice beach which is probably one of the most liberal parts of the planet and <laughs> so it's easy for me to you know kind of align myself with those type of ideas sure um so i have open sources are all a bunch of hippies anyway it's true <laughs> the idea of open source in general is kind of a hippie concept yeah it really is <laughs> So for somebody who's very unfamiliar with the concept, um, tell me the difference between social support and tech support. I would be happy to. So social support is, it's still technical support, but it's a little bit more on the social end and less on the technical end where you're kind of the um, front line, the first line of action on the internet for an organization to communicate with its customers. So you'll be interacting with customers via Twitter, via forums, via Facebook, via ah. Instagram, social media, essentially. Um, and it's really important for marketing. Uh, oh, yeah. Social media, a social support rep could make or break the PR of a company sure. potentially. Um, so it's really important to be, you know, um, personable, to be mature, to be reasonable <laughs> and level-headed. <laughs> which is things talk to you angry, to angry people. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> angry people. <laughs> it's very true. Um, and that kind of gave me a system for dealing with people. And at the time, I have two daughters. At the time, my daughters were babies and toddlers. And um, so there's a system for hand. Oh, say that again. There's a system for hand. <laughs> Every time you say hand, it breaks. <laughs> um, Translate into which language? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that literally just happened to me, honestly. Really? Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put it on Do Not Disturb, which I apologize. <laughs> I should have done that before. It's okay. No, that's all right. 
Um, so when a toddler is throwing a tantrum, there there um, is kind of a system that you can use to help tame the tantrum. And the uh -huh. first thing is to acknowledge that they're upset, validate their feelings. And yep. with a customer, when a customer is throwing a tantrum, the first thing you want to do is validate their feelings. Yep. Um, it's totally understandable that you feel this way and often and repeat the feelings back to them. Um, it's understandable that you feel so angry. I would be frustrated too. And then the next line of action would be to reassure them. I'm going to support you and do everything I can to get this resolved. With the toddler, mm -hmm. it's kind of the same. I understand that <laughs> yep. you feel that way. It's totally understandable. You feel that way. Let's figure out a way to, to get this fixed for you so you can feel better. You know, the language is a little yep. bit different, um, but nonetheless. Let's, let's talk about it after nap time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that does work for customers, too. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> it does. And, you know, just that validation, just the acknowledgement that, mm -hmm. and this is a concept that therapists across the board would also um Oh, sure. to that validating the feelings of somebody is the first line of action to resolving a problem. And so yeah. in customer service, that's the first line of action to resolving a problem. So in social support, you do get a lot of angry customers. And um, I happen to be a very nice person. <laughs> so that helps. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, it, I kind of took my experience as a mother and applied it to social support and technical support. So to answer your question, the difference is technical support is really uh, more technical based. You're working a lot with the actual websites mm -hmm. or the actual tech stack, um, yep. actual application on the back end, on servers, um, kind of more internally on the internal infrastructure, internally with other agents and um technicians. Um, in social support, there's a little bit less of that in my experience, at least, at least. Yeah. there's a little bit less of that and a lot more customer facing, a lot more soothing the customer, a lot more mm -hmm. making sure they're heard, making sure that there's a plan of action to get their needs met and their issues resolved. And so uh, it's a little bit more on the marketing end, a little bit less on the technical end. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pivot here a little bit. You're going to speak at WordCamp Europe the, the next week? I am. I'm very excited and I'm very nervous. <laughs> what is your topic? I am talking about how to support women in tech. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, have you ever seen um, Jeeves and Wooster? I have not, but uh, it sounds it's familiar. A, it's a wonderful British TV show. It was a book. Um, Jeeves is a, a socialite in England in the early 20s and someone says to him how would you support a wife and he thinks for a minute and he says probably a firm grasp of the left elbow as we cross the street <laughs> <laughs> so how would you support women in tech um, well I've got a whole list of ways that women in tech could be supported um, it talk. starts <laughs> it is my, yeah, a 30 minute talk. Uh, it starts with hiring. Um, in the technical industry, um, women applicants are statistically speaking less common. There are way fewer women applicants, especially for technical roles, just across the board, fewer applicants that are female and or identify as female, either one. And so um, 
my first suggestion to companies is to if you if you have a female applicant, a woman applicant, pull them out of the pile and interview them. Um, a lot of the time, recruiters will use an algorithm, and they probably, hopefully, not really looking at gender. But in mm -hmm. this case, I'm recommending that uh, as a, a diversity practice that recruiters do take a look at gender. Uh, um, and if they see a women applicant to pull them out of the pile, because if you don't hire women into the tech industry, then there's not going to be very many women to support. Yeah, that's very, very true. Um, um, worldwide. Your... Yeah, go ahead. Worldwide, um, the tech industry is comprised of about 20% female and the rest is male dominated and white male dominated. Um, there are way fewer minorities in most industries and also in the tech industry, um, including women and racial minorities as well. And mm -hmm. so the first line of action to changing that statistic, so even though women were the first programmers on the right. planet, um, now as it stands, it is it is very white male dominated as an industry. And so recruiters and organization leaders can change that by pulling women out of the pile and interviewing them and hiring them. And that's, that's just true. the first first line of action. Um, I'm going to tip my hand a little bit and admit that I've seen your slides. Um, and you have a lot of numbers. And I don't remember. I think I asked, but I don't remember the answer. Um, do your slides reflect mostly U.S. or is it global? It's both. Um, so there are some statistics in my talk that do focus on the U.S. For example, the the portion about family leave uh, mm -hmm. is mostly focused on the U.S. And the reason for that is because, no offense to my country, but we are <laughs> horrible about family leave. It's not even legally required. What's legally required is 12 weeks unpaid leave. And the reality is that 12 weeks unpaid leave can put a family, make a family destitute, financially oh, destitute. Yeah. So this is not a realistic solution for families, and it puts particularly women as, statistically speaking, the primary caretakers of their families um, in a position of ha having no other option but to choose between being a mother and their career. Right. And so another uh, way that companies can support women and families and the continuation of the human species <laughs> is <laughs> family leave. Paid family leave, not just maternity leave, but paternity leave as well, because children need their fathers um, and partners need each other. It's really important. And so offering paid leave for all genders and all um, different identifications is extremely important because that enables families to survive while they're going through major life change, bringing new humans into the world. And I think we all can agree that the continuation of the human species is a little bit important. Yeah, we appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have two questions here next for you. Um, this, hmm, you're my second WordCamp Europe speaker that I've spoken to this week, and so, but I, I want to ask the same questions just to see how the the answers compare. Um, how many WordCamps have you spoken at before, and have any of them ever been one of the flagship camps? Um, I'm a bit of a noob at speaking at WordCamps. I've only spoken at two before this, okay. WordCamp Vegas and WordCamp Santa Clarita. Pretty local to me, 
And the organizers are amazing. I absolutely adore them. They were fantastic experiences, um, really valuable. And I would do it again, even though public speaking is not my forte. I, <laughs> I get horrible stage fright. <laughs> um, and mm -hmm. it's it definitely, you know, it, it the first 10 minutes of those two talks were a little bit difficult. I've also spoken at some meetups. Um, mm. And I was I've helped organize meetups. And so that gave me a little bit more experience and a little bit more confidence in public speaking. So I'm pretty okay, much cool. a noob, kind of jumping from being um, really, really like keeping to myself for the past couple of years to mm -hmm. being on stage in front of I don't there. know how many people. <laughs> you have more experience than the other person that I interviewed. Really? Yes. His, uh, Europe will be his second talk ever. Oh, wow. wow. Well, I appreciate that. That's, uh, you know, the the organizers are not excluding people that don't have as much experience. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had a question, go for it. Yeah. Um. So you've spoken at two separate word camps. Both you weren't super comfortable with, you know, just public speaking and starting in a brand new space. What are some tips or suggestions you would have for somebody else who's looking to speak at a word camp? Um, to get in the door or once you're in the door to be on stage. That's usually, that usually helps. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are you um, asking about? What uh, kind of tips just, are you asking for? Like something that you figured out through the process that made it easier for you to be able to speak or gotcha. that was very encouraging for you. Um, well, I, despite my massive stage fright, um, I actually have a decent amount of performance training in my past. I've been in a couple of theater groups, a couple of plays. I was in choir when I was younger, multiple different choirs for years, like six years. I was second chair violin for a couple of years. So I performed oh, wow. in that regard, although I don't play mm -hmm. violin anymore. Um, and I also was, I was, took ballet for some years. And so I did ballet recitals. And so I, you know, the stage fright never really went away, but I, the tips that I have are actually quite personal to me, but mm -hmm. also tips from my theater teachers. And I would say the biggest one is to remember that the audience is on your side. The audience yeah. is rooting for you. The audience wants to see you shine, wants to see you succeed, wants to hear what you have to say. And that's why they're there. And so that could be a really soothing idea when you go up on stage to look out at the crowd and think these people are on my side. These people are my advocates. These people are my friends. Uh, and, you know, we're in this together. They want to see me be confident. They want to see me uh, give information and shine and um, be comfortable up here on stage. And then another line of thinking that comes directly from theater teachers is um and from my education in film as well. So when there's an audience looking at a movie or a stage, they're projecting themselves into the character, into the person on stage. And so when you falter, they feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. because they they feel like it's them faltering on some subconscious level. And when you're confident, confident and comfortable, they feel confident and comfortable because they're projecting themselves into you on some unconscious level. And so it's um, kind of like an act of nurturing to, to be comfortable, confident, 
on stage. And then another, another one, a third one, also directly from theater teachers, is if you <laughs> mess up, just keep going. Don't go, oops, oh my gosh, oh no, yes. oh my gosh, I just mess up. Because then everybody's going to, like the whole momentum is thrown out of whack mm -hmm. and everybody will start to feel like awkward. Um, so you just breeze right over it. You stumble, you just get up and keep going. Right. And until you tell them, they don't know you stumbled. That's exactly. true. They, that's very true. <laughs> All right. I have another question for you. Um, so you have two camps behind you. What has it been like working with uh, a very international organizing team? You've interacted with a number of people from a variety of cultures and countries and languages. Right. Is it and in is the WordPress a, space? Yeah. As well. Has it has it been fine for for WordCamp Europe or any struggles? Oh, you know what? So the time difference, I would say, is the for working with the WordPress open source project, which is mm -hmm. async across the globe, asynchronous across the globe, and with um, organizers um, on the other side, across the pond on the other side of the planet from where I am, the time mm -hmm. difference is really the major challenge. There's the, a lot of other, I don't speak fluently I speak like tiny bits amount of Hebrew and Japanese, but just tiny, like maybe the level of a two-year-old. Like I can't even really have a real conversation other than, yeah. hello, how are you? I love you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like counting, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, yep. So, but other countries speak English for the most part and teach English mm -hmm. in their schools. So that's very helpful to have English as a primary language that opens the bridge for communication. And it's kind of sad that in the United States, um, English is kind of the only language that people want and need. Um, and yeah. it's a lot less common for people, for folks to be bilingual, trilingual, or anything more than that. Um, it's not even really encouraged that much in our education system to learn other languages. I know that a lot of people take Spanish class or French class, but it's not yeah. like there isn't necessarily. Not the um, same. Right. It's not immersion. It, so um, speaking other languages isn't for the United States, for folks raised in the United States, it's kind of not that much of a thing. It's like a novelty to speak another language. Yeah. And so we're very blessed that in other countries, they don't see it the same way. And English is taught in schools and is very common. And so while there are some language barriers, that's definitely not the biggest hurdle by any means. Mm -hmm. And there are some cultural differences, but I haven't found those to be barriers in any way, shape, or form. I find them to be really fascinating, really beautiful, fun, isn't it? really <laughs> interesting. Yeah, and WordPress as a whole, as an organization, the WordPress Foundation and the WordPress Open Source Project, uh, diversity is one of the main values. And... Um, that means that a lot of people from a lot of different places with a lot of different opinions and a lot of different attitudes, a lot of different languages, a lot of different experiences are at the table. And mm -hmm. it's it's really interesting, really eye-opening, really fascinating. You could learn a lot. You can grow a lot. And I find it incredibly valuable. So time zone difference is seriously the the only real hurdle that I've experienced. All right. That's cool. Both my wife and I had the the experience of realizing that everybody else we talk to around the world that speaks English as a second mm -hmm. or third or fourth language right. <laughs> put in all that time and energy to be able to talk to us, and yeah. we put in none to talk to them. That's and, United and, States. <laughs> yeah, and for us it has led to 
to a certain amount of um compassion for like people apologize all the time oh i'm so sorry for my english i'm like no <laughs> yeah your english is amazing are you don't, kidding me <laughs> don't be sorry for spending right. 10 years learning my language right you know that's um, true and so you know i try to be really supportive of anybody who's learned another language because i haven't um and i try and to it's be very really, hard uh, to yeah it's hard to learn to especially be... as an adult oh yeah I try to be really um, sensitive to my inability to pick out words in an accent, a heavy accent. I love accents. They're amazing. They're like the spice of language. But, but <laughs> there, are, there are people who, who understand their language technically very well and can write it wonderfully, but maybe they don't practice speaking it all that much and they have a thick accent and I can't understand it. And I feel terrible. You know, they're working so hard. They're doing a great job. And I, and I'm letting them down by not understanding. Um, so, you know, I, I have uh, auditory processing issues already. So if I'm in a loud place talking to somebody with an accent, mm -hmm. it's kind of a mess anyway. You know, I sometimes have trouble understanding native English speakers in a loud space where there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, and uh, sensory disorders are probably a little bit more common in the tech industry than in other industries. I don't have any stats on that, but in my experience and from mm. what I understand, it's a little bit more common. And I don't think that anybody would fault you for that at all. And um, it's important for us to remember too, to speak slowly, to speak clearly yeah. and to, to use yeah. correct grammar. And um, as a team rep, we're trained um, in those ideas of use correct grammar, don't use slang or to use as little right. slang as possible because the slang tends to be really confusing for um, non-native speakers. Yeah. Um, something I sort of knew about but had to learn myself by going to another country is uh, the mental strain that it takes to listen to another language all day. Um, yeah. People told me, you know, I, I'm exhausted at the end of the day listening to all you English speakers. Oh, wow. Um, that makes sense. I didn't though. really understand until I went to India. And all day long, I was sorting out accents and and trying to understand. And I was exhausted at the end of the day. My brain was just tired. Absolutely. And, it's uh, so funny that you say that because um, I have a thing like just for myself in my life that if I'm having trouble sleeping, I will find a tutorial, a technical tutorial given by an Indian person and oh, or a person with of a thick accent and watch it and almost every single time without fail, I end up falling asleep. That's so funny. <laughs> that is funny. And learning some things as well. But it oh, does sure. take so much focus to dissect um, mm -hmm. a, a thicker accent. And I, yeah. there's no doubt that um, accents from the United States, I try to refrain from calling people from the United States Americans because I think it's really like yeah. narcissistic of us to refer to ourselves that way yeah. because Canada is part of America. South America is part of America. We're not the only Americans. Mm -hmm. Right, and so um, I—that's why I'm saying people from the United States instead of saying Americans. Yeah, yeah, makes um, sense. But I imagine that that it goes both ways, where uh, we have different accents as well. We have a New York accent. Mm -hmm. We have 
you know, um, Minnesota, we have the South and we have California and I think yep. probably West coast accent is yeah. uh, maybe the most commonly found. And for me, of course, being from here, it's easier to understand, <laughs> but, um, I can, uh, all those different dialects and different ways of speaking from different parts of such a massive, gigantic country, I could imagine right. it being pretty hard to dissect, to decipher. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. We are at just about the end of our time. Um, is there anything that you would like to ask or say? Um, I wouldn't mind hearing about some of the two of your experiences in the WordPress community, because I've been kicking around for some years now, and I just love meeting other people and hearing about them and their experiences, how they came in their WordPress story, how they became involved. Um, why you're still involved also would be something I'd be interested in hearing if you'd like to share. Sure. So you want to go first? Sure. Um, I'm here because of him. <laughs> um, I grew up in the WordPress space and met people first and got to know people um, and they became friends and family friends and it kind of just fit at the time. Um, I'm about 21, so I'm the very early stage of adulthood and I needed to be making money and didn't want to work in retail or food service anymore. That's fair. <laughs> and so I was like, well, what else can I do? So I quit my job um, and started reaching out, trying to find something that I could do and turn into a career. I'm not a scholarly person for all that I am very intelligent and I do much better getting like, like putting in the work, getting my hands dirty and feeling it out as I go, or maybe finding like a mentor or something like that. And so I decided to reach out to some like random people, anybody that I knew to see if they could help me find something. And I found at least two people that gave me a chance um and the first one didn't work out the second one I'm still at I've been at for maybe six months now um and I'm like slogging through content marketing and just kind of absorbing and learning everything that I can to see if it's something that like if it's a career I'd want to continue that's um, incredible yeah it's been really fun and it's been a very healthy start for somebody my age it's giving me a chance to build up savings I and finally able to like get my health under control and just build a very solid foundation for being an adult. So it's something that I really appreciate. I think it's really amazing and beautiful that you grew up in the WordPress space. That is so special. So WordPress mm -hmm. is 20 years old now. You yes. you that you could have literally, and I'm gathering that you did literally grow up in the WordPress space. And yeah. that I can't imagine how much that has influenced you in a positive way. Uh, especially with, uh, I very much agree with WordPress values <laughs> and yes. to grow up with that and in that environment mm -hmm. is so special. Yeah. It was interesting for, for me and my wife as parents in the WordPress space to have our kids grow up there because they had friends, their own friends in other countries that they met at WordCamp and online and things like that. And uh, people that we we ended up getting to know and trust. And um, it was interesting to know that if something happened to us, 
there was a global community of people who would look out for our kids. That is also really beautiful and amazing. And uh, that diversity and exposure to all those different cultures and communities, yeah. I can imagine uh, how much, how enriching that would be for children and young adults, people growing up in that space, that the perspective that you have on the world um, it would be so vastly different and educated compared to somebody who maybe grew up in a small town and only, mm -hmm. you know, 500 people their whole life or whatever, although there's value in that too. Yeah. Um, but that that is really beautiful. And the WordPress community is extremely caring, special, supportive, kind, and a, um, a great environment for children. You know, my children um, have, haven't really been involved that much. I haven't brought them with me to camps or meetups. But now that you're saying that, I feel like I definitely should. Yeah. Well, and it, it gave us... Oh, How old were you when we went to Chicago? About 12, I think. 12 or 13. Yeah. And when we, we told the girls they needed to have their own blogs and they made their own schedules at work camp and went to their own talks and made their own friends and all of that. Um, so that was a, a good good time and a good way to start. Yeah. It gave us a lot of opportunities to put things into practice. So it helped us learn how to confidently, not, not even helped us learn, but helped us develop the skill for confidently communicating and confidently communicating with adults. It broke down that barrier of um, Mr. or Mrs. and this person knows more than you. It was like, it, it helped us develop just treating people with respect and being a good human, which helped a lot in regards to like having managers at work or talking to a boss or having job interviews and, and feeling also, confident I imagine and feeling confident for sure and it helped us it gave us those opportunities for um experiencing culture and how to communicate with people um when we were talking about like languages and various cultures like I grew up learning two different languages kind of by choice it was just it was part of the world that I was living in at the time it was interesting and it helped me be able to do things better um and it just it gave us a reason to be able or to be doing things as opposed to just taking a Spanish class because we have to absolutely and it's so interesting that you say that because the WordPress community and the open source project is very much democratized it's not an authoritarian environment in any mm -hmm. way shape or form um, and I could imagine how that would affect children because typically in a classroom, you have the, the authority of the grownups, the authority yes. of the parents, the authority of the teacher. Um, and that puts children at a disadvantage in a way because, um, they, they're not empowered being yeah. the, not being, not being the authority in a situation, you know, gives you less power and takes away your power. And so a democratized mm -hmm. environment like WordPress, um, I could see that very much empowering. Uh, it empowers adults, quite frankly. It's very empowering yeah. for adults and for children growing up in that space. I could see that being extremely empowering and giving mm -hmm. folks a um, really well-rounded perspective on uh, the idea of hierarchy as a, a 
fallacy as a falsification yeah. as a way to empower mm -hmm. and disempower people. Yeah. All right, my turn. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I have been a web developer since 1995 or four. Um, almost 30 years now. It's funny to think the Internet's that old now. Um, but I didn't really get into WordPress until 2010. Um, custom post types came out. And I realized I would never have to build an administration area again. Glorious. <laughs> that is glorious. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just fell in love with it. I didn't do anything else after that. Uh, my first WordCamp was here in our own city, WordCamp Grand Rapids. And I think I went to two of those before we as a family went out. Um, nope, nope. My first one ever was Austin, WordCamp Austin. Yeah. Um, I went for work. And then and then everything changed. It was glorious and, and magnificent. Um, I have a friend who has a WordCamp talk titled, and then I went to WordCamp. And anybody who's ever been knows exactly what that talk is about. <laughs> right. Um, Your life kind of changes. It really does. And uh, <laughs> I fell deeply in love with them. Um, I think I've been to more than 90 WordCamps now. Um, I've spoken at probably 30 or 40. That's amazing. Uh, it's just, it's just fantastic. Um, and you asked why I stay. It's a hundred percent because of the people. Um, I, I dabbled with leaving development for a while, for a couple of years. I wasn't a developer. Um, I focused on the people and I, I just love talking to people, helping people, um, making relationships, that kind of thing. Um, well, that is very fulfilling. And so, yeah, and that's why I stay. Um, have you found that your own um, confidence level, feeling comfortable in your own skin, feeling secure in the world, um, feeling safe with other people, feeling safe on stage, um, that type of thing, have you found that so through being involved with WordPress, that those um, healthy feelings have grown and increased because of the community and your involvement with the community and also practice speaking in front of people. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine that that hasn't happened, but I came into WordPress, a pretty confident public speaker and, and already really enjoying it. I spoke at things before WordPress. Really? Um, but that said, I mean, I've been practicing now for all these years. I Surely I must be better at it. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> what are your tips for public speaking? <laughs> oh, boy. You know, I did a whole talk about this just this last year. Um, tips for public speaking. Ironically, the hardest part I had with my talk on public speaking was how to deal with jitters because I don't deal with them myself. Yeah, and the so tramp has no anxious bone in his body. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I crowdsourced that, and sadly, I can't. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll see <laughs> if I can. I'll see if I can find the link to that talk, and uh, put it in the show notes for this. Um, but um, some of the some of the tips, like you and I have been talking about slides recently. Um, one tip is to have a a little gadget to advance your slides back and forth, so you're not tied to your 
laptop. Um, another potential thing is to bring your own wireless microphone and, and have it synced to your laptop so that you have your own recording. Oh, um, wow. So if, the, if the one from the, the venue, I don't know, doesn't work for some reason, which happens a it lot. It does happen. Yeah. Then you have your own copy. Um, and a wireless a mic idea. from Amazon is 35 bucks and fits in your pocket and it's not a big deal. Um, um, it's so interesting that you say about um, you know, having the pointer and your own control. And I we we did talk about that the other day. I appreciate that tip. Um, a lot of um, childhood education therapists and psychologists would say that holding on to something, um, putting your hands on the podium, holding something in your hand does help. Even if you're oh, not yeah. clicking, it does help to reduce jitters because it gives you like a solid, unwavering. Um, and even for folks who are having an anxiety attack, like actively in an anxiety mm -hmm. attack, leaning against a wall, um, sitting on the floor, touching something that's solid, that isn't moving, that isn't changing, can kind of regulate your nervous system a little bit. And it would provide a separate sensory experience for your brain to be focusing on. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. That's an interesting point because I've often associated anxiety attacks with vertigo. Um your your brain is being lied to about something. Right. And and usually you feel, your own thoughts yeah, you are the <laughs> And if you can find it with regular vertigo, you you grab the counter and you don't fall down. Yeah. Um, right. If you if you can figure out whatever whatever works for you with anxiety then you can do the same thing. And I think it's interesting that you say that maybe just grabbing the counter is exactly the same thing. Absolutely. I've heard some tips about public speaking from, you know, random folks over the years and um, putting your hands on the podium is one of the way, the suggestions that I've seen over and mm -hmm. over and over again, if you're at a podium and you can see it like uh, when the president of the United States gives a talk, oh, yeah. their hands are on the podium and they have trained gestures like these are all coordinated sure. it's not yeah. necessarily like improvised or subconscious but a lot of that is putting your hands on the podium it kind of like grounds you and gives you a um something solid to align yourself with mm -hmm. yeah and so holding a clicker could potentially do that that something very similar we have this thing um in your hand that's solid that you can hold on to and then it also instead of like fidgeting with your hands, you're holding on to something. Right. And for kids with autism and other disorders, um, fidgets have come in onto the market to help. Oh, yeah. I mean, to help everybody, not just them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's a similar concept, although it's something that you play with. So it is you know, fidgety, hence the name. Yeah. Um, it still gives like a way to kind of channel your energy and focus um, so that the the other things that are spinning around you, like vertigo, like you said, kind of fall off a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. We should wrap this up. Can you tell me where we can find you on the internet? I have a website, a blog, although I haven't posted in a little while. It's kittenkamala.com. 
uh, kitten, like a baby cat, Kamala, K-A-M-A-L-A dot com. And that's my All right. website. You could email me through there. You could also find me on profiles.wordpress.org slash Amy Kamala, spelled the same, K-A-M-A-L-A, and Amy is A-M-Y. All right. Um, send me those links in Slack, and I'll make sure they get in the show notes. Awesome. I will. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It's All been right. my pleasure. I... It's been absolutely lovely speaking with both of you, and thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. It's been it's been really fun. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Um, I have a little bit to read here, and then we can go. This has been an episode of Hallway Chats, a part of the Hero Press Network. Your hosts were hosts were Sophia DeRosa and Topher DeRosa. We'd like to thank Sophia for the music and Nexus for hosting our network. If you like the episode, please subscribe and mention us on social media.